Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash news for a really cool way to help us. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode 23 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This is a one-off special episode devoted to my trip to America on Brewdog Airlines. This was recorded from the 21st to the 25th of February. We are your fortnightly source for all the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. This episode is hosted by myself, Emma DeSena. Coming up, you'll hear my interviews with some of the fantastic people who travelled with me to Columbus, Ohio on a specially chartered Boeing 767. You'll also hear from USA Equity Punks who travelled across the country to come and meet us too. Whilst in America, we catch up with Brewdog Ranger Jenny and it would be rude not to hear from the captain himself, James Watt. Oh, and James starts a rumour that a Brewdog trip to space is the next on his radar. Joking. Okay, right, without further ado, let's play some theme music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stance. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Vicky. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the Brew Dog News Podcast. Brew Dog News Podcast. James Watt, Martin Dickey, this is diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Alright, Brewdog News Podcast. It's Wacky BFL Melder again. Okay, no messing around, folks. Let's just hand straight over to uh, me. I'm sat at the airport um, at Columbus. We're just waiting to board and I have friend of the show, Alan Mockery, with me. Hi, Alan, how are you doing? I am very well, but very sad to be going home. No, it's been an amazing experience, hasn't it? Um, for anyone that hasn't been lucky enough to be here, do you want to talk through uh, to our listeners what was the flight light and the experience from the minute that you checked in? Of course, yeah. It was, it's, it's just been an absolutely incredible, incredible time from, as you say, from check-in, uh, having your own special BrewDog Airlines check-in desks at Stansted, through the kin, having a film crew follow us around, then feeling like superstars at Stansted Airport, getting fast-tracked through there, then onto our own special air, um, airline um, at the terminal at Stansted. Walking onto the airplane was just brilliant. Uh, handed an iPad when we walked on, uh, onto our, uh, our seats. Every seat there was a tote bag full with BrewDog exclusive merch for the flight. Um, loads of fun emptying that out, uh, seeing whatever, whatever they had, uh, getting to know your neighbours like, on the flight, because um, not everybody is kind of travelling as kind of couples, everybody's kind of travelling like, um, single. Um, but it was great fun uh, getting to know people that you kind of see on the forum day in, day out, but hadn't really met in uh, person before, so um, good to spend nine hours with those guys on the, the way out as well.
hear more from Alan shortly. But firstly, let's catch up with Dan Aykroyd. Not the Ghostbusters Dan, but our famous forum full Aykroyd Dan. Hi Emma, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much for giving up your precious time on a Saturday morning, or well afternoon now actually. Really appreciate it. Um, You know, we've wanted to talk to you on the podcast actually for a while. Uh, Forum favourite. So for anyone that doesn't perhaps use the forum or doesn't know who you are, uh, do you want to tell our listeners um, where you are, based, your local bar and how long you've been in EFP for? Of course. Yeah. Hi, everyone listening. Um, I'm Dan Aykroyd. Um, I got into Brewdog in EFP4 back in June 2015. And I am local to York, um, York Bar Crew. And I've got to put a big shout out to all of York Bar Crew because they're they're just absolutely fantastic. So I've got that done and out of the way. (laughs) So I believe that you've got a fun fact for us about the aeroplane that was used. Oh, yeah. I mentioned that I'm I'm going to work in... um, look after the planes uh, fun fact the airplane that we went on to america i've controlled out of um the airport that i work out so that's quite cool um yeah recognize the registration because it's one that we don't normally get um so yes a little geek. bit of aviation geekery for you <laughs> i know geek alert <laughs> so <laughs> so you were one of the lucky ones um, to fly on brewdog airlines last week so how did you get on the trip um yeah and what an amazing trip that was so um Basically, um, I, I was in the top 10 referrals for EFP5, and um, there were lots. Of, when someone invests in Brewdog uh, in one of the EFP rounds, you're given a unique referral code. And when someone else um, invests, they can use someone else's referral code. So uh, there are tiered incentive points here you know, 5, 10, 20, 40, uh, and then beyond that, um, the top 10 um, highest amount of referrals and uh, yeah I, I ended up in that top 10 um, and I wasn't really compelled to do that at the start I, I wasn't even going for even 20 I thought 5 would be nice 10 would be brilliant um, but I, the points soon started racking up and I, I got into the top 10 and then I realised if I maintained that position I was set for an absolutely aston- astonishing um, experience and yeah it, it came came good in the end, so that was superb. Definitely. Did um, it get Did it get a bit competitive when you saw? It, the it, I was going to say it was really. It got really quite competitive, and it took quite a bit of energy speaking to lots of people, and basically anyone who was in the York bar um, chatting to me at the time. I would often give beer recommendations, and if they liked what I, I mentioned to them, I said, "Well, you know, Brewdog's doing an investment at the moment, and uh, chat, 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 and uh, hey, here's a code that you can use if you invest." I did get a couple out of that, but nowhere near the amount of actual people I spoke to. Any family members invested? <laughs> Pretty much everyone. Um, <laughs> brothers, sisters, parents. Um, most of my work colleagues um, in the small small workplace that I work in in the tower. Um, not a huge number of people, but most of them are EFTs now. So. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but I had, as a paying customer, Dan, I had a very different itinerary you guys and actually hats off to Brewdog. Uh, the itinerary that the top tenors had sounds absolutely amazing. You know, really fun packed, lots of variety there. 
so it'd be great mm-hmm. to hear about your itinerary and what you guys got up to. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I'd just like to say, I think everyone who's on that flight had an absolutely astonishingly uh, good experience. It really was great for everyone, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, we did have a slightly different um, itinerary. We were looked after so well throughout the whole five days of it by uh, Cam Robertson, Fiona Hunter, USA Jenny, and all the rest of the team at BrewDog. Um, it was, the organisation was second to none. So, um, what did we actually get up to? Well, the day after arrival, we were taken to the brewery. Um, and thanks very much, Emma, for keeping me out at, until half two in the morning, at half seven US at UK time. Oh! <laughs> that first night. Did you, pay, did you pay your bill in the end? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> they taken a card swipe, so it's okay. 16 bit are still my friends. Oh, um, so, yeah, we went and uh, we brewed a beer with uh, Doug and Sean on the pilot kit. And I'm sure people would be very interested to hear that it was hardcore IPA. Nice. Um, but unfortunately, it looks like it's all going to be staying in keg in the USA. We have you have some influential listeners, so you never know. <laughs> they might just they might just can like uh, 120 cans and send us 12 each to the top 10. That would be pretty special. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, hey. Anyway. Of course, this trip isn't just about us visiting America. There are some awesome US equity punks who wanted to travel and to come and meet us. I'm Wes Oakley, Wobo Train on the Forum. I'm Carrie Oakley, Wobo is Pip on the Forum, and we're from just south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. When we saw the excitement building on the BrewDogs airline posts on the forum, we couldn't resist joining in the fun and driving the three hours west to Canal Winchester. There's so many highlights, but the biggest one for me was getting to meet so many EAPs that I've chatted with or read posts of in real life and getting to actually see some faces and join names to them. It was also so delightful just to see the awestruck faces at the size of Dog Tap and interaction with people in, in the doghouse and on the tours. And one of my main highlights was when we were at the Daily Growler listening to Martin and James talk about the different beers that they brought over. And Martin told a personal story to me about the Paradox Isla release. And it was interesting because he just gave it a different feel and a different experience for beer that I've, I've not never had before. So it was great interacting with all of you and especially meeting you too, Emma. I want to say a thank you to Jenny for helping us get on the early tours before the buses all came down on Friday. Thanks to the men in kilts. Special thank you to all those who brought us beer from across the sea. Thank you to Section 203 at the Blue Jackets game. Josh Anderson! Thanks to everyone on the flight for being so friendly and welcoming. And for all the joy that you helped bring into our life for this past weekend. And thanks to BrewDog for making this opportunity possible. Now, let's pick back up with Alan Mockery as we discuss the flight itself. 
Uh, James and Martin were a good laugh as usual um, on the on the flight. We had the camera crew um, up with us as well. Um, we had we did Brewdog content on our iPads, so watched four or five episodes of Brewdogs on the way out as well that I hadn't seen. So it was it, it felt really really quick. Um, the the flight um, food was great. Um, play unlimited beer <laughs> on the flight as well. I think we're ruined for life now, aren't we? Because what happens when we fly and all the choice that we have is going to be Heineken or Stella. So what beers did you sample on the flight? It was quite a good selection, wasn't there? Yeah, I think I went through them all. Yeah, so uh, Hazy Jane at 40,000 feet is brilliant. Um, Clockwork, uh, Tangerine, there was like everything. Luca was uh, was brilliant. But as you say, Emma, um, Brewdog Airlines have ruined flying for me. Um, and Doghouse Hotel has ruined hotels for me. Um, so Brewdog has ruined packaged like, holidays like completely because nothing is ever going to meet this ever again. So talking of Doghouse, so you stayed there on Friday. Does go through the experience, it's such a mad place um, and I've never seen anything like, like it. Um, like you say, that's definitely ruined my hotel stays <laughs> in the future. So just talk us through the experience and the the room as well that you stayed in. Yeah, absolutely. It's just complete madness. You've got this mental picture in your head as to how you think it's going to be and you just, it surpasses everything <laughs> on every single level that you have. So from check-in when you uh, you can check in it's the, the separate lobby then um, the dog tap it's got its own uh, little bar uh, downstairs you get handed your key every single room has got a different uh, theme then um, you can walk into the you can walk up like, to the third floor um, as I was on and just the little touches like in the hotel is just incredible so you go through the um, out the lift like uh, lobby and they've got um, like the, the kind of like the floor level is all done in punk cans with like Elvis like just cans like um like in kind of red so kind of zero three like zero two zero one so you know what floor you're on by punk cans and um, they've got the um the, the kind of same bottle um like lampshade as they've got uh, Ellen uh, dog tap like um, hanging down the um, the stairwells as well um you walk through like into the room and it's just, it's just one of those wild moments that will just live with you forever so you walk into the room you've got Share a beer. Uh, obviously, they've got a fridge with uh, with like um, with their own brew, like with the um, like curated like beers from James and Martin. Uh, you've got your choice of uh, of beer like, on tap if you choose to do that as well. Uh, you've got um, you've got an Apple TV. You've got um, like a neon Brewdog sign above your bed. Um, you've just got the most amazing hotel experience. You've got Elvis juice. Um, like uh, soaps um, and shampoos like, in the, the bedroom as well. It's just, it's just absolutely incredible. You've got uh, like just little things like um, home brew club, like uh, magazines, like um, like and uh, like uh, beer for punks. Like, so all the like the books are all like beer related. Like um, everything is just like an absolute beer cakes. I think you're right. I think for me it was all about obviously it's you know it's such a grand place and dog taps really big and I think. It's the little things, like you said, the magazines, and you could watch the BrewDog Network on your Apple TV as well if you wanted to catch up on the shows. Yeah, and the craft beer books are there if you want to read, so highly recommend it. Still absolutely blows me away thinking about the hotel. Definitely a highlight for me. Anyway, let's switch gears a little now. It's time to hear from someone you might have heard of before. Hey Emma, I'm excited to be on the podcast again. I think this is my second or third time on the podcast. It's almost too many times. It's fine with this, we're good. Um, so think back to when you started the business. 
and when you and Martin were brewing in his parents' garage in Fraserborough, did you ever think this was going to happen? Um, absolutely not. So, like, back then, two humans and a dog, we were just delighted if we could sell enough cases at farmer's markets to be able to pay for malt and hops to make another batch. So it's kind of crazy. It's been such a invigorating and exciting few days with our community and showing them what we've done with their investment out here in Columbus. So why did you and the business decide to run this project in the first place? So Equity Punks is absolutely central to what we've what we've done and it's it's a kind of core essence of our business model. And what we've built in Columbus wouldn't have been possible without our Equity Punks. So we wanted to give Equity for Punks the, the opportunity to come to Columbus and see what we see what we've built here, experience it, see how our business is here, meet the amazing team we've got here. And like what we've built here is kinda kinda neat. So we just thought it would be amazing like thank you to our community who've supported us to take them out here and, and be a part of that. So it was a kinda crazy idea at the start but we somehow managed to get an airline to 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 do it we sold out the tickets super quickly it was a big gamble because we had to pay for the whole thing before we started selling any tickets at all and just to just to kind of hang out with everyone over the last few days has been been amazing so for anyone that wasn't on the flight um and that's not been able to sample flight club yet can you tell our listeners what that is yeah, so essentially your senses are dulled at altitude. So we made a 4.5% New England IPA. We went massive in the body. We went higher than you usually would in a New England with a bitterness and massively high on the late hops and the and the dry hops to give it as much aroma as possible. So it was designed to be a beer to kind of complement for the dulling of the senses at altitude. Um, it tastes good at altitude. It also tastes very good at your ground level as well. So another thing that people have been talking about a lot is the Lone Wolf Rum. Um, I believe Martin did an event on Friday and that was available. What's that like and when can our um, listeners and customers buy that? So our whole spirit side of our business is going to be in reposition. So it'll no longer be Lone Wolf. It's going to be the Brew Dog Distilling Company. So we felt we didn't set it up quite right for a start. We've tried to give it a bit of distance for the parent company, but it is so intrinsically linked. So um, everything's changed and it'll be the Brew Dog Distilling Company. Lone Wolf will be the name for the gin, but just the gin within that portfolio. Uh, we're working on a new vodka. We're working on rum. We're working on some whiskies. Um, the rum is absolutely amazing. And kind of most rums that you buy in the market, they're not even... Rums. It's just a cheap base alcohol with some caramel and some like spice and stuff added. So Stephen, our head distiller, is an absolute genius, and I love all the spirits that we've made. But the but the rum is maybe the most exciting one, and we're hopefully launching it at the AGM. Uh, be excited! Sounds amazing. I'm gutted I've not tried that now actually. Let's leave my chat with James just for a moment and get back to my chat with Dan Aykroyd, who won his trip thanks to his referrals for the last round of crowdfunding. And then we got our keys for the Doghouse Hotel, which was part of the prize. How amazing is the Doghouse? That was just such a great experience. Um, So we had a little bit of time to um, get into our rooms and chill out and just take it all in. And it's such a high quality hotel. And then you've got the added incentive of having a tagging room. I had to check that that worked um, pretty early on. Um, And then we popped down and had a a little bottle swap with some of the USA EFPs who had travelled amazing distances. So shout out to Wes and Carrie Oakley and Doug Doug Johnson and his wife who were all travelled significant distances to come and uh, say hi to us. Really touched that um, you made the effort to do that and kept bumping into them over the weekend. Um, and so after that, we um, 
we were looked after by Fiona and Cam again. Um, we had a, a, a dinner laid on for us uh, in the mezzanine of Dog Tap. And to see Dog Tap so busy with the locals, um, you can see how well Brewdog has been taken on by the, uh, the community there. It was just so good to see this family-friendly environment. Um, it was just superb. So, yeah, that was the Saturday. And if that wasn't enough, we... Uh, sorry, that was the Friday. Friday, yeah. I mean, uh, if that wasn't enough, then on the Saturday, Cam and Fee took us again around on a bit of a walking tour. Went to Wolf's Ridge, um, had lunch there, got a tour of the brewery. We were really well looked after there by yeah, Jen and one of the sales reps. Really cool space there, isn't it? And really good food. It was, that. yeah, and, it, and amazing to see how and the differences in the, in the breweries and how they've expanded. And um, coming from you know, purpose-built brew dog built uh, brewery with a scope for further expansion, which is great to see, and then. Wolf's Ridge, where they had to literally squeeze in all the equipment um, to increase their capacity, mm. uh, which was crazy. And then, and then, um, sort of, that was uh, compare. You can compare that to Seventh Son, which is the next place we went to. Again, really well looked after there by Billy. Um, uh, went to the tap, amazing tap room there in Seventh Son. Yeah. Um, uh, but we saw how they expanded as well, and how they managed to do it without disrupting any of their production it was you know the work was going on while they were still brewing um so that was that was really cool and um yeah he managed to obtain a necklace of pretzels in seven sons that was a oh, pretty wow. special moment for her <laughs> yeah yeah it was a, a u.s beer geek type thing um for you know cleansing your palate between beers wow. uh, something i think we should really uh, push to get into the UK. Maybe um, JB could start looking at that as a, a food option in the bars, perhaps. Maybe sounds, get the food team onto that. Good. Yeah, sounds good. Absolutely. The, the craft beer scene is absolutely booming in Columbus. Oh, it's amazing. I'm still really amazed to think about how much Dan managed to fit in whilst on the trip. Now, let's get back to Alan about the things that really stood out for him as well as discussing the differences between the Ellen and Columbus breweries. Did you do the brewery tour? Yeah. What did you think of that versus the brewery in Ellen? Uh, it's, it's weird. It feels like it's got a bigger footprint, but I think that's only because it's in like, just one room, uh, whereas obviously you've got site one, site two, like, essentially Ellen, and it's a bit more spread out. Um, but this kind of feels like... It's, I think it's only at 20% capacity um, at the moment at uh, Columbus. There's so massive room for expansion, but it just feels like massive. Just like just like everything in America, it just feels massive, like a super-sized scale. But it was just it was it, it was great to look at uh, just to kind of like see like the um, like kind of the whole shininess and newness of it all, and just like the, the kind of passion that everybody had about it, and um, just like as you say, kind of little touches. I'd, I'd done um, uh, beer yoga um, on a Saturday morning as well after we would stayed at the hotel on a Friday night, um, so I uh, went out for a run on a Saturday morning um, round Canal Winchester. You're just sharing off now, and there's me, <laughs> at probably at nine, ten, eleven o'clock, still in bed with a hangover. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> it was it was quite a cool running route that the um, the, uh, the the staff at the, the hotel like uh, like, um, like gave to us to, to kind of go out and do as well. So we done that, had a good run round, um, come back. Um, Ralan Lucas aid. It was uh, it was uh, Hazy Jane that was uh, that was poured from the, uh, the the room, and it was uh, and then it was uh, beer yoga. So we done beer yoga to kind of stretch off as well. And uh, which I think was probably one of the first um, beer yoga classes that they'd done. Um, so yoga. 
in a, um, a working brewery um, with all the rattling and everything going on in the background. Um, using a punk can as a prop is uh, something I will never do again, but completely and utterly mad. Well, hats off to you for getting up to do that. What would you, how would you describe the bars in Columbus, uh, the Brewdog bars versus the UK one? Uh, they're unmistakably Brewdog bars. It's, it's, it seems weird saying it because, like, of course, they've kind of like been kind of worked on the kind of same plans as, as kind of UK, but they don't feel out of place. And um, they're kind of quintessentially kind of British, but with a American like um, like feel to them. So, um, we were working, we, on the Thursday night, we were lucky enough to go to um, to uh, Franklinton. So, as soon as we landed, we thought the most sensible thing to do after like um, a night our flight was uh, was go to the pub. Um, so, we went to Franklinton, um, and the staff couldn't have been any nicer. They were absolutely superb. Uh, so they'd laid down uh, some mess uh, brunch plate for us um, and put down the most incredible Elvis just pancakes with peanut butter, which were just brilliant. Uh, they need to come to the UK, uh, don't they? Absolutely, they were tremendous. And then we had the, uh, the um, buffalo cauliflower um, as well. Um, they certainly don't have wings, even though they've got wings on the menu. <laughs> um, but they were like equally as good as anything I've like, kind of had in the, the UK as well. But they've kind of the, it's it's brew dog, but with an added US element to it. Um, Which was your favourite bar? Short North or Franklinton? I, I like Franklinton, um, but probably because I went there like I think two or three times over um, the weekend as well as Short North with one. But Franklinton has got the most amazing rooftop terrace. It is just honestly like, uh, like we were, it was freezing cold when we were up there. It was blowing an absolute gale, um, but the gas heater was on. And you could see out downtown Columbus in the distance, um, with like kind of lights like glittering, and like it's just the most magical experience. Like uh, sitting having a beer, like looking at, looking at back at Columbus. Is, uh, yeah. I really like the fire pits, but I don't yeah. think I'm going to be able to convince I, David to how to bring them over to the I UK. Don't think so no, so there's the fire pits at Doghouse and the fire pits at Franklinton, brilliant. But um, every, every place they're kind of fire pit. It's like kind of, no matter what brewery you're into, they, they're kind of like uh, they're all they're all over the place. But uh, they're just fantastic to, to see. But um, short north was, um, um, I think the districts in short north is a little bit more welcoming than Franklinton. Franklinton feels a little bit as if it's in the middle of nowhere. Then, um, but up and coming district, um, short north was great. Um, if only because they had the espresso jet black heart on, which was a brilliant, brilliant beer. Well, thank you very much for joining with um, us today, and really happy that you've had a good trip. Uh, you're always so good when you come on and talk to us on the podcast. So thank you very much, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. I'm off to try and call it out. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again, Alan. Now, I'm sure you're all dying to hear what my personal highlights of the trip were, but if you haven't guessed already, here's the second part of my interview with James Watt, where we discuss exactly that. There's so many things that have blown me away on this trip. It's just been, honestly, a trip of a lifetime. Uh, but I really did feel when I was at Dog House and I walked around and I saw the dog tap and walked into the hotel room. I don't think I'm ever going to experience anything like that again in all of my life. It was absolutely epic. So in terms of um, the designing of the hotel, how much do you personally have input into the designs? Um, the, the whole thing was designed mainly by myself, but with Martin's input as well. So every single detail of everything in Columbus, from your museum to the gift shop, to the walk-in to the tap room, to where the seats are outside, this whole project has kind of been my, my baby. So I've been kind of obsessed in the detail of, of all of it. And I've seen it so many times, it's kind of 
almost normalized a little bit so like see it again for the first time like through the eyes of the equity punks who are seeing it for the first time and stuff and see people walking in and getting goosebumps and with their jaws dropping and what we've built here and we essentially took the best bits of all the breweries we've ever visited them or are spinning them and kind of try to cobble it the one so yeah the tap is amazing the hotel is is super cool and we're yeah we're really happy to see what we've built over here and the ellen hotel is it still on the cards um, we are working on it um we were going to put in the power jacks building that doesn't look like that's going to go ahead now we've got a bit of land behind us at the moment the costs to get the utilities and the infrastructure we need there seem quite high so we're working on it we're looking at maybe sites for london as well but nothing concrete at the moment i'm afraid so when you see things like people, equity punks that have got tattoos on their hands of the BrewDog airline stamp, for example, yeah. I mean, I thought I was a BrewDog super fan, James, before yeah. I came on this trip, but I feel like I'm just paled in com- comparison to a lot of people that were here. How does that make you feel? I mean, it's 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 crazy we could never have envisaged like people like caring this much about what we do and being this passionate about our business and it's just like great for for ourselves and and our team and for us our community is our most important thing so we want to continue doing awesome things for our community like our blueprint which is important like our agm like other events and hopefully like more airline flights as well so they can have even more tattoos in their hands they need more body space won't they to work through i was just about to say do you think you'll do this again in the future then um, absolutely. So this was the kind of pilot to see how it worked, um, and I think it's worked incredibly well. So we would love to do it again. And we've had so many requests from people from the states wanting us to do the same thing, but fly from Columbus to, to Scotland. Uh, we've had so many people want to do kind of flights from London to, to Columbus for the AGM, but also think we could do it on a smaller scale. So perhaps if we've got a new bar opening in in Hamburg or in Paris or in Madrid, we can maybe just kind of do a kind of couple of days or something into that city and put together an amazing beauty schedule as well. So this has been epic, so how do you top this? Where do you go from here in terms of customer engagement pieces? Make can work harder, right? <laughs> um, I think we go to space. Um, we'll, 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 up the ante. we'll go from airline to uh, space travel and uh, see if we can do like a beer experience to the moon. Best to start saving then, hey? <laughs> As always, thank you very much for talking to us, James. Appreciate cool. it. Thanks, Emma. Safe journey home and I will speak to you soon. Let's wrap up with Dan Aykroyd now. Here's me asking him what really stood out for him on this fantastic weekend. Uh, there were so many things that, that really stood out and it's so difficult to focus just on one thing. We knew it was going to be an amazing trip as soon as we stepped onto the aircraft. It's all the branded things, um, BrewDog Airlines branded on the aircraft. Um, knew it was going to be a superb weekend. But I think the one thing that really stood out for me was seeing Doghouse Hotel in the flesh. It's so amazing to see how well it's been done. Uh, just, it's not a gimmicky hotel. Um, there's no novel, sort of novelty for the sake of it. It's a really high quality, superb um, hotel. The staff were amazing. Um, so I think that's got to be the, the, the one highlight for me if I've got to make a choice. Yeah, I completely agree. When I walked into the doghouse and the dog cat, I was completely wowed by just the space and the vastness of it, but just the cool, serene area outside near the lake and the fire pit outside. Mm. So, yeah, completely agree with you on that one. So, yeah. you've, you've done some really lovely shout-outs to the team and a few of the US EFPs before when uh, we started our call, but are there any other shout-outs that you wanted to make, Dan? Um, yeah, there's a lot of people I really like to, to um, <laughs> shout out to. Um, just 
try and keep it brief. So, um, James and Martin for making it all possible, for having the the foresight to, to think that you can actually pull this off and managing to do it. Cam and all the rest of the team, you worked really hard. The organisation was absolutely impeccable. Um, big shout out to the rest of the top teners. Guys, it was amazing to spend the weekend with you, as well as everyone else who were on the flight. It's superb experience. Um, I can't forget the guys who used my referral code who made it all possible <laughs> for me to win that, that prize. And one last one, Martin Dickey. I was really brass net cheeky on the aircraft, asked you for a sample of Lou Wolf rum for the top teners, and then you came up to me at the, um, during the brew day and you passed me what looked like a urine sample, um, <laughs> but was actually 35 mils of Lone Wolf rum, which enabled us all to get a sip. And that stuff tastes amazing. Um, I'm very it, jealous of that. Look out for it when it comes out because it will blow your socks off. And I'm not even a massive rum person, but it's just superb. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate it. Cheers for all of your insight. And I'll let you get off and get your lunch and head to work. Okay, thanks, Emma. Great speaking to you. Thanks, Dan. Bye. So, yeah, cheers again, Dan. And as you can hear, it's not just me that was utterly blown away by the Doghouse Hotel. Before I queue up my final interview, I wanted to play this lovely message that I got from Doug Johnson. Hello, BrewDog News Podcast. This is Doug Johnson from Madison, Wisconsin. Invested in both U.S. rounds, uh, invested in the hotel, uh, got a tattoo, so I am all in on BrewDog. Uh, fell in love with James and Martin from the TV show back in 2013 and have been all in since. And fortunately, the beer is outstanding. let you know how much fun we had in Columbus when we met the punks coming over on the plane. We drove 500 miles just to meet everybody and it was just tremendous. Everybody was just wonderful and awesome and uh, it was just so much fun to be there uh, to welcome everybody over. Highlights, uh, we got to stay in the hotel then on Wednesday before everybody else got there. It was our fourth night in the hotel, always awesome. Um, got to talk to James and Martin, name another billion dollar company where the owners walk around and introduce themselves and take time to listen to their customers, doesn't exist. Highlights, we had the Hocus Pocus Sour, which is a truly tremendous beer. And the other highlight was the Diabolical Dream State. Uh, both high ABVs, which is where I like to play, but yeah, tremendous beer. But the people, um, the, I'd like to point out a couple of people, Jenny from BrewDog and uh, Cameron from BrewDog. Boy, if those two don't deserve some kind of medal or raise, uh, what they did to get everybody together and put that whole trip together was just... Uh, just astounding, uh, the amount of work and coordination. 
I want to thank everybody for making the journey over and you know taking the time. I know it's a lot of effort to come over on a plane and take that kind of time off work just for beer, but uh, we understand it. One of these days, we're going to get over to Aberdeen, uh, hopefully for the AGM. Looking forward to the return flight, the Columbus to Aberdeen chartered flight. But yeah, I just want to thank everybody for coming over. I want to thank uh, all the punks involved that came over. And I want to thank James and Martin for creating such an amazing community. So thank you, everybody. I uh, love you guys. Uh, that's it. Doug in a Pub signing off. Thank you, Doug. And I hear a rumor that Doug in a Pub will be a podcast starting very soon. Okay, I've saved this interview to last as me and the wonderful Brewdog Ranger Jenny had an in-depth chat about her impressions of coming to work for Brewdog and a lot more besides. Before I hit play on this one, guys, I should say that it might sound like we're in a toilet, but I promise we aren't. Apologies, the sound quality on this one isn't the best. I'm really excited to have Jenny with me, who is the community ranger for the USA business. Hi, Jenny. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Tired. You guys are a lot of work, man. I know. How does it feel to have 250 mad people from the UK over here? <laughs> it's actually been awesome. I think uh, um, the community of equity funds in Europe is much more developed than here in the U.S. And I think it's been interesting for our staff especially to see like what equity punks mean in terms of customers, in terms of people who are engaged with you. And I've even heard from multiple staff that were like, oh, like I get it now. Like I've always been willing to be like out, like go out on the limb for an equity punk, but like seeing all these people who've been one and created this community for so, so long um, it has like really energized a lot of our staff. Cool. So yeah, it's been Frank, awesome. Frank and, we went to Frankston last night and it was absolutely amazing. The staff really looked after us. Um, you know, we had great food over there and it's a really good vibe. So we're really grateful for the great welcome that you've given to us so good. far. Now get out. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, go away now. <laughs> so we have to apologise to Jenny. So our listeners won't know this, but our Andrew actually interviewed you when he was over in the States. But we had technical problems at the time, so we couldn't air that interview. But Jenny's always been top of the list to speak to, so it's really great to catch up with you and sure. for you to take some time out of your mad schedule over the next few days. <laughs> um, so it'd be great to hear about your role, what you do on a day-to-day basis, how long you've been at BrewDog for. Sure. So my first day at BrewDog was in Scotland in April, the day before AGM. I got the offer from BrewDog maybe a week and a half before AGM and they said oh by the way since you're going to be number two for AGM in the U.S. um, you should probably come over here can you do that and I was like well if you're gonna twist my arm to go to Scotland for free I guess I'll go it's a terrible life terrible life Um, so I worked a 18 hour shift at AGM for my second day Um, But then spent a week with Kim, the EFP team, learning all of the different software and systems and things like that um, that I would be utilizing over here in the U.S. And then I took a couple weeks to move my life from Washington, D.C. to Columbus and started here on May 1st of last year. Um, So if you're not familiar with the USA business, we may look like a really big 
operation, but we're extremely lean. So I perform not only all of the same uh, duties as CAMS team over in the UK, but I also do a lot of stuff that Task Force does for the UK business. I also do um, event planning as well as communications. So um, my two pod mates, we all sit in pods of about four. We call ourselves the passion pod because we're all very excited about what we do. Um, and between all of us, we are marketing, PR, events, communications, customer service, equity punk relations. So we all we all wear many hats. Where does that passion come from? Because I absolutely get that from your post on the forum and people have, have said when they've met you that you know you scream customer experience and you're you know, exceptional at, at your job and what you do. Where do you oh, that thank you. There you are. Where does that come from? Um, for me, always in any role I've ever played, um, so I spent a lot of time in, in, in donor relations for nonprofits <laughs> here in America. And for me, um, as much as I could love the business or the cause or whatever I'm working for, what's important to me is making the person I speak with or the person who's having the experience with my company, in this case, BrewDog, like feel that one, they are important and two, that they are my only priority. And I just love those kind of react, those kind of relationships and interactions. And I know for a fact that if someone takes an extra five minutes to talk to me about something, I'm way more passionate and involved and, um, I surround myself with passionate people, and so I always end up at places with a very passionate workforce. So what appealed about Breedog then? Why did you want to work? The TV show is out. Oh, okay. So it's easy for people to be like, oh my god, I want to work for Breedog because I liked the TV show. Um, That's so weird, because we don't it have strange? that here, but I hear that a lot. That yeah. By the beer, because I've seen the show before. Yeah, so I actually watched the whole show, and it wasn't James and Martin... It wasn't BrewDog that got me. It was the way that each episode went into a city and was like, not only are we going to make great craft beer, but we're going to look at what makes this city a city, what makes this community tick, and we're going to give you a beer that represents your community, and we're going to do it by involving the people around you. And so that community aspect is always something I search for in a job, and when I was at my last position and saw that BrewDog opened where my extended family is, where I grew up, I thought, you know what, like, let's see, I'm sure they don't have anything for someone who does donor relations. And then suddenly (laughs) it was like the equity punk position was open and basically wrote as if it was my resume. And I thought, we're going to do this. We're going to work for a company that cares about its people, about the people who drink its beer, about the community existence. So that was really important for me. So talk to me a bit about what you've been working on over the last few months. How long has it been now? Eight, I think. Eight months. I'm only on eight months. Wow. (laughs) What's been your favorite highlight, the project that you've worked on that you've enjoyed the most? Uh, I think, honestly, this weekend has been my favorite. Um, That isn't to say I haven't done cool or interesting things before this, but... The concept of of chartering a plane and sending over people who are super passionate about what we do to see the U.S. side of the business, Um, and also knowing that Cam had to do the hard stuff, like book (laughs) the flight, and I got to do the fun stuff. So I planned all of our uh, VIP tours and our day at Doghouse and then a whole bunch of events tonight for everyone, and then I planned a day trip to Cincinnati with some of our best breweries. So... It's like being able to be given 
carte blanche and be like, these people like X, Y, and Z make some fun stuff for them. And that is so much fun and my favorite part of my job. So BrewDog is such a fast paced business and there's lots of change. Um, What changes have you seen during the time that you've been with the company? Yeah, so keep in mind guys, eight months. Um, In eight months we've doubled our distribution. So we've opened, I think, four states for distribution and an additional market just last week um, in eight months. Um, In eight months, we have decided on a range plan that puts 150% more options for beer out into the wider market of where you can get BrewDog. So rather than just getting punk, hazy, Elvis. Now any distributor can order off our range plan, which includes um, four amplified stouts, four amplified IPAs, our, our core products, limited seasonal products, and sours from Overwork. So the amount of beer people are going to be able to find from BrewDog USA in just the next month has, like I said, grown 150% from what we offered them last year. So pretty impressive. it's insane. Mm. What? Uh, what would you say that's coming up that's um, the most exciting thing for you in terms of the US business over the next few months or a year? Most exciting like thing we're doing. I'm excited for bar openings. So I love that we've had this like great community in Columbus. Columbus has embraced us. We have three bars. The bars are always full. People are always there and excited to be there. Um, and we have a great community connection in Columbus, but um, I'm excited to bring that to different cities that have equity punks that are waiting for brew dogs. We've got Cincinnati and Indianapolis opening in 2019. We've located a space in New York City. Um, should have that kind of finalized soon. We have a space in Pittsburgh we're working on um, that isn't official quite yet, and a Toronto bar, and like all of that in 2019. So, so location in Manhattan? Um, no. So I think the space we found is Brooklyn based, but I, I cannot be sure because I don't know if we've signed the lease yet. But we were looking at Brooklyn. Cool, sounds good. Um, talk to us a bit about the beer range in the US and how that differs to what we offer in the UK. Oh, okay. Um, so I think one thing we did hear that I've seen on the forum people don't necessarily see in the UK is we published our range plan. We made a conscious effort to figure out Um, what type of beer we would offer for wide distribution. So brew on a big kit, can off the big kit, push out to all of our distributors. Um, And so that's what I was mentioning, that we are offering about 150% more SKUs than we could offer last year. Um, Which, within America, you kind of have to have that kind of planning because all the major craft breweries, um, the ones that are super successful, do that. You know exactly when you're going to be able to find specific dogfish head beers. You know New Belgium, um, many others. Publish it really early so that you can plan when you're going to pick out those awesome beers that you're waiting for. What I really love is the post that you do on the forum in terms of what's coming out. So you're really good at keeping people up to date with um, exclusives and new releases. I'm sat there in London, very jealous, uh, <laughs> drive-by donut and all these great beers that I'm hearing about. So how do how well do they those beers go down, the special releases? Yeah, so that's exciting. That's another instance of how fast we work, is I've only been here eight months. 
Um, and in that time, I think it's only been three months that we've had our R&D pilot kit limited edition kind of program going. So um, we have a full-time pilot, pilot kit brewer. He's working on small batches of UK recipes. He's working on new innovative recipes that we think of. He's doing some R&D. Um, he's doing collaborations with different festivals that we're working with. Um, so it's basically testing. So we have used a lot of UK recipes to do in limited edition can releases. We'll do about 130 cases off the pilot kit, um, kind of see how they sell. What we found is uh, our sexy styles tend to be high ABV IPAs with flavor. So origami orangutan shot off the shelves. Drive-by donut, a stout that's like kind of sexy and um, flavored like a pastry or a donut and you can tie it back to a food item that flew off the shelf so we're using these small batch limited edition releases not only to expand our range and make you come in and buy different beer at a brew dog bar that you can't find anywhere else but also to do some testing of of what sells and how quickly how do you stay aligned with the uk business and cam's team over there in ellen Ooh, we're kind of we kind of function as different animals, to be quite honest. Um, Cam and his team really look after the promises and the people who are invested in Equity for Punks PLC. Um, and my role is to do what I can for everyone who has invested in the USA business. So um, I try to align kind of our promises and what we do with the UK in terms of uh, not over or under promising these folks that they feel like they are the same as equity punks in the UK because they should be even though they're invested in a subsidiary um, but I also try to find like there are some things that don't work in the UK that I get permission to kind of play with so um, I know beatnik is a really big day for you guys um, the word beatnik in America makes us think of uh, people in mock turtlenecks and berets snapping their fingers and doing <laughs> slam poetry. So if we were to call our beer day beatnik, we would have nobody there. So we've changed it to renegade to kind of more represent exactly what you guys are talking about. And that's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, I work in customer experience. That's what I've done for the last 20 years. And I think consistency is key, right? But then you've got to adapt things to your, you know, regional customer base as well. Exactly, and we're finding there are some things we do that the UK look at and go, oh, this might work well in our market too, but they wouldn't have done it because they were being successful enough in what they were doing. Um, I think our merch is, is a good example of that, of, of our person here has just ideas and thoughts and, and designers and local people she works with and produces some amazing things, and I think that people in the UK see that and are like, oh, shoot. I want that too. Like, how do we get that kind of thing? And, you know, you don't think of that until you're put in a position like you are here in America where you're building a shop. She's building a merch line. Um, and she has to think in terms of, of growing it. Whereas in the UK, it's like pretty solid. It's not doing terrible. They're, they're doing great. How do you think the US two raise is gone? You happy? Yeah. Um, so I think... It's hard in the U.S. to raise when you don't have locations outside of a, a single city. Yeah, I think one of the things T often says to me is, 
when I get ahead or excited or thinking about things that the UK are doing that I want to do, it's just like, think back. We are five years behind them. So stop trying to do the five year ahead event and let's think of things that are more in line with what we've got. Not, because well, I just like to get big <laughs> and do big things. Sounds like T's a very sensible lady. She, I tell you what, she keeps us in line and she keeps this business running incredibly well. Well, that's it from me, Jenny. Oh. I'm so happy to finally meet you. Me too. And uh, can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your Friday evening to come and chat with us. Absolutely. I feel like I also chatted with Andrew on a Friday evening, so... I have given the Brood Up podcast multiple Friday evenings. We have beer, folks. It's fine. It's not all bad. Cheers. Thanks, Jenny. Cheers. Thank Bye. you. I can't actually believe Breedog Airlines actually happened. It all seems like a distant memory now. It was a trip of a lifetime. Could not have asked for a better organised holiday and better people to share it with. That's it for this episode. Rob and the guys will be back in about two weeks' time. I now need to read all that stuff that Rob does way better than I can. Here goes. Send us a voicemail at our local rate number 01224 518 501. You can email us at studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Our Twitter is at brewdognews and our Instagram brewdognewspodcast. Show notes and past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget, guys, to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. There's links on the website. Have a great week, everyone. Bye! Oh, that's my last one. So I also stayed at the doghouse on the same night that Alan was there. Obviously separately. <laughs> that sounds a bit weird. <laughs> Rob, let's start that one again. You'll have to read that one out. <laughs>